Hello, welcome to the Projection Project. My name is Rain and I'm your super awesome, epic, and cool host. And today I have with me Sid. Hi. And just to specify, this is a different Sid than the third episode. <laughs> How do you feel to be on the podcast? Um, kind of nervous, but like also really excited. This is cool, like I've never done anything like this before. <laughs> I almost said me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Well, like, generally, me too, I guess, before I'd started this, I'd only done, like, school projects, not even school projects, school projects like this, like, you know, where you, like, film your voice, and have you ever done anything like that? Send in, like, I have to do one today or tomorrow to send in for Wednesday. (laughs) Honestly, those are the worst, where you have to film your voice, and you're, like, super monotone talking. Yeah. I hate that. (laughs) Anyway, we're not here to talk about school projects. (laughs) (laughs) projects yeah and today we talk about school projects (laughs) today we're here to talk about harry potter but not the reunion because that was last episode if you didn't catch last episode go watch it what are you doing anyway (laughs) today we are here to talk about um some of the bad things in harry potter yeah but everything is not super great and fantastic in harry potter despite how loved of a franchise it is um there are a lot of bad things about it um uh the question is where to start I guess <laughs> oh man that's very good honestly <laughs> there there are some bad things in the series but the cursed child that book that was just not good at all like everything about that in general just like everything about it was like oh I have not read it but I've heard tons of bad things about it and I heard that it was, like, written in, like, play format instead of, like, yeah, yeah. book format. Yeah. Why did JKR make a book and then write it in play format? I don't, I was very confused on that. Like, I, growing up, I loved Harry Potter. And my mom, when that book came out, she got it for me. And she was like, it's in play format just to, like, just to let you know. I was like, huh, okay. Like, I, I don't know why. And then I was like, because I think my mom got it to read it. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what happened in the book because I remember seeing the book in my mom's room. And I don't know what happened to it afterwards. <laughs> um, but I remember someone, I don't know how I found out the plot to it. But then once I did find out the plot to it, I was like, this has to be fake, right? It was As- like, I... <laughs> I, like, blocked that book out of my brain. Like, I... Like, no way this is canon. Right? Like, Like, I've read better fanfics, and I'm not huge into fanfics, but, like, that, it's, it was childish. (laughs) (laughs) It was really childish. And the fact that it came out after the whole series has happened, and the whole series, generally, the plot is pretty good. (laughs) But, uh, no, no. Like, what? what what was jake what was she thinking like what was jake here thinking was like yeah the fans are gonna love this no (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's jake would have been better just not having it as a book at all like we were all fine before it came wait what did does anyone remember like before the movie, or not the movie, the the book came out, what, like, the advertising for the book was, like, what did the, what was the book supposed to be about in advertising? I think that was, the book came out too long ago for me to remember. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Because I was, like, I think it was advertised just to be, like, mm-hmm. like, just their kids, but not, like, the whole Cedric Death Eater part. Oh, for anyone who doesn't know. Okay, so if anyone doesn't know the plot of The Cursed Child, let us tell you about it, okay? So exciting. So, uh, wait, did you end up reading the book or no? I did. Oh, my gosh. It was so long ago. Like, I can't even remember. Like, so, basically, uh, while I try to kind of, like, rough it out, please add anything that I forget. Yeah. Um, uh, so, basically... Scorpius and Albus, which is Draco and um, and Harry's kids, they are um, it's Harry's oldest son. They're both in Slytherin, by the way. Um, yeah. They find a time turner, I'm pretty sure, and they're like, we have to fix 
We have to save Cedric for some fucking reason. I don't know. Out of everything you can do. Yeah, they're like, we have to save Cedric, even though everything is just fine. So they go back to the second event, I believe the second Triwizard Tournament event, and they, like, they do some, like, they save Cedric, basically. They get him out of the tournament somehow. I don't remember what they do, um, but it, basically, Cedric embarrasses himself, and he may, he gets so embarrassed that he decides to become a Death Eater in the whole process. <laughs> And I think in the same, like, in this book, we find out that Bellatrix and Voldemort have a, like, have a daughter? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. There was some, there was some girl. I, I, she, I actually kind of like her name. I wish I could remember her name. I'm, I have the book right here. I went and grabbed it, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look! <laughs> There's, like, this Delphi here. Oh, yeah, Del, or, I think her name is Delphinium. That's a flower, right? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's... But I think it is Delphi, but, uh, yeah, I... Whenever I found out that Shedrick became a Death Eater, I was like, they're joking, right? <laughs> like, everyone you choose to be a Death Eater. Like, oh, he wouldn't become a Death Eater. No way. Wait, isn't because... Isn't it because he becomes a Death Eater, like, the Death Eaters win the war? They might. I don't remember that part. I don't ask us. <laughs> no. I forget everything. <laughs> I think most people choose to ignore that it's canon. Um, everything that happens here just didn't happen in my brain. Yeah, I think I would purposely ignore it too. <laughs> like, I, I read, like, all the young dudes, which is, like, the fanfic about the Marauders. That is more canon than that book right there like to me at least <laughs> I want to read all the young dudes or not I don't want to like I said I'm not huge into fanfics but but I know that like that's what I'll make canon for the Marauders and that's not what I want to do so I think that's part of the reason why I don't want to read all the young dudes <laughs> but I've heard it's fantastic it, it was amazing like I me too like I'm not that big into fanfics and stuff like that but that was something else. Like, I went to my friend's cottage, and she was reading it. I was like, oh my gosh, where'd you find that? So, like, we're sitting there three days. I read it, and it's, like... You read it in three days? Three days, like, nonstop. And it's, like, long. Yeah, I heard that, or, like, I've seen that, like, people making it, like, three books, and I'm like... Yep. <laughs> it was... It was great, though. Anyway, moving... Hopefully moving on from the cursed child. God. Um, I wait. I wonder what are like the reviews on the cursed child. I let's look. look let's look it up. <laughs> if I see any like five star reviews, I'm gonna laugh. Oop! I spelled cursed wrong. Cursed child reviews. <laughs> it's like okay. Let me explain it. Why I'm laughing. First of all, it has a three point seven on Google. The fact that that's so high is incredible. And um, so let me let me explain this also, is that most of them are five, but the next highest number is one. <laughs> <laughs> I want to read some of the one reviews. Oh, God, this one's too long. <laughs> this one says, what a massive disappointment. <laughs> I hate oh. this book. <laughs> it completely ruined Harry Potter. These are all, like, really long. It says, okay, this one says there are five problems. Time Turners, Harry Potter's Actions, Voldemort and Bellatrix, Ginny and Harry, and Cedric Diggory. And then it gives explanations to all of them. This is the worst book I've ever read. That's quite fair. Okay, this, they said that there's only one line that they like from this book. And it, it's from Snape. And it says... Tell Albus Severus, I'm glad he has my name. That's it. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> all the one-star reviews are so long. Like, you click read more, and you have to, like, scroll. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's Moving on from uh, The Cursed Child. 
I totally forgot about the cursed child. I think it's because I didn't read it. Um, uh, I guess this is kind of going into cursed child is how many plot holes there are in the Harry Potter series itself. Um, I get this happens a lot and and any kind of world building or fantasy series you make but there were too many that could have easily been filled Mm -hmm. um I think the one that a lot of people are familiar with is uh how obviously how Peter frames Sirius and then they immediately took Sirius to Azkaban for as I don't know if he did he have a trial I don't remember if he had a trial or not. I I feel like, didn't they, like, catch him, like, in the house or something? I don't know. Yeah, I was like, I I literally don't remember. But if he, if they, if he at least had a trial, they could have used Verita's serum to see if he was telling the truth. And the playing devil's advocate just for a second I think the only reason why that they don't use Verica Serum to uh, use it more in criminal cases is because I remember uh, in the Harry Potter uh, books, at least, that Verica Serum was really hard to make, uh, mm-hmm. with, like most potions, I guess. Like, all of them are so fucking hard to make. <laughs> the, <laughs> um, I guess potion masters just suck. I don't know. Like, But I, why didn't they use it in like a big case like this? I think they immediately threw Sirius to Azkaban. I don't think he got a trial. Yeah, they may have. And in like the fifth book, Snape says something about like, or Umbridge says something about using Verserum on Harry. Like if in just a small, like little situation, but they can't use it when it comes to like sending people to jail or Azkaban or whatever. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they can use it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> I know that in the fifth book, Umbridge was interrogating students by putting Victor Serum in their tea because she yeah. tried to interrogate Harry and Harry doesn't drink the tea because Moody told Harry not to drink stuff from other people. And um, and that's basically how the one girl um, slipped up about the order was because of Victor Serum. I forgot her name. Mar- Marinetta? Marietta? As her name starts with an A, or not an A, it was Cho's friend. Yeah, yeah. So I think her name Marietta. I think that's her name. Um, but uh, yeah, and then they were all out of Eric's serum because uh, Snape not used it, but Umbridge used it all. Um, but uh, I wish that it that the serious thing could have been solved so easily. Yeah. Or even, like, at, like, order meetings, like, order of the Phoenix meetings, just, like, you know, <laughs> everyone drink up, like, it's not that Yeah, hard. and they used it so calmly in uh, the fourth book whenever they're, like, hey, are you Alistair Moody? And then, no, I'm not. Like, what? They used it every, like, in every other scenario, except for that. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, um, a lot of lives could have been saved, but nope. Yeah, nope. <laughs> Um, there are more plot holes, but suddenly I can't think of any. Yeah, I'm just like, uh, I, I literally watched all the Harry Potter movies a couple months ago, um, like in order finally. Um, and because I, I always skip the first movies just because the acting is bad because they're children. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, because I find the first two kind of boring. Um, also Chamber of Secrets is like my least favorite one. Um. But uh, my when I was a kid. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> kid, you was crazy. Kid, me was crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I watched all them. I was like before I went to Universal, so I could like fully remember everything because I read all the books, um, in twenty twenty and early twenty one, or twenty twenty one. Because it was the first time I'd ever read the books. If you are wondering if you should read the books, they're really worth the we- read. They're really worth the read. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're wondering, because there's small different differences. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Athena and I talk about some of the book differences in um do in the Dewey Miss Draco talk episode, I believe. Um, if you want to check it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, moving on to another thing is. 
how okay oh it's how Dumbledore treats Harry and like stuff like that I like there's so many things Dumbledore does that just don't sit right in my brain is exactly because if you think about it Snape is totally right at the end where he said you're raising a pig for slaughter he was he totally was like I don't like Snape but that is like the truest thing I've ever heard like I I personally like Snape I'm not a Snape apologist I don't believe hitting kids is the way to go but (laughs) I he's he's totally right like Dumbledore let Harry do all these dangerous things and let him get along with all these dangerous things he could have stopped the Triwizard Tournament and just let Harry participate anyway like yeah he was 14 like come on and then there's all like the like he gives him riddles to try and find horcruxes but like just and the horcrux thing is hard like no normal 17 to 18 year old can do that yeah like he had trouble and how old is he like i know and he uh and he left harry to find like basically all of them yeah so and then oh my god like i was like thinking about it the other day and i was like he left he was he really and even like 12 year old 11 year old harry with um professor quarrel like letting all that shit happen i was like like what is that come on like, I get that Hogwarts is a dangerous place. Like, generally, like, the Wizarding World is a more dangerous place. But, like, some of the stuff that was happening, I was like, are you serious right now? Like, he's a child. Don't do that. Like, that's, imagine the trauma that he has. Because- I know. And then he decided to become an or. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, live a normal life, Harry. Well, like, he's a great wizard. And he was definitely going to be very good at his job. But yeah. I, <laughs> what? Like, I had to go through something like traumatic that honestly, like nobody else probably would have had to go through. But every year he goes through it for seven years. I guess the most normal year for him was, I, I don't know, either four, fifth or sixth year was probably the most normal. Hmm. But it consisted of death, so I'm like, uh... I would say sixth year was probably the most normal. Yeah, because I feel like in fifth year, like, that death for him was probably more, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Because, yeah, I would say, yeah, I would say sixth year is the most normal, because it was basically a normal school year, but he had... He was suspecting that Draco Malfoy was a Death Eater, but he couldn't do anything about it because he didn't have evidence. Yeah. Um, and then just Dumbledore died. And then the war was truly starting because Dumbledore had died and all this other stuff. And, like, Voldemort was already back, but he was truly back and actions were in motion and things like that. Yeah. Um, well, they were already in motion, but you get what I'm going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but, uh... Yeah, I, it was like the most normal school year. And also in the books, despite the book being really long, you hear the most about classes in that book. Also in that book, you get to hear about Snape being the defense against the dark arts teacher, which is really interesting. Um, also, it's really funny, in my opinion, between the banter between Snape and Harry in that book. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... I don't know. I I did enjoy that one. Like as a kid, I found my favorites were the ones that everything happened in. But like as I got older, I realized like everything that he must have like went through in all of those. And don't get me wrong, like they're still good books, but like I felt bad for him. And as like growing up after I'd first read them all, I did not like the sixth year, like the sixth book, because it was like quote unquote boring. But like I I don't know. I I guess I have mixed feelings about the last book. I liked hearing about all the classes and stuff because you don't really get to see that in the movies. Um, yeah. And there were a lot of classes and stuff like that. And you get to see a lot of, hear a lot of conversations with him, him and Dumbledore. Um, mm-hmm. 
uh which I guess is kind of interesting but I guess I just hate Dumbledore <laughs> um yeah I I know I really like the Order of the Phoenix book but I the movie is just so off from the book that I'm like yeah. but the movie is like my comfort Harry Potter movie just because it's so off from the book <laughs> I must say my favorite is the third like there's just something about it uh, my my favorite is the fourth one um I still like the third one and then my fa- my second favorite is the sixth one yeah. and then my third favorite is the third one um like third through six years like the prime time of movies yeah yeah um but yeah also my favorite book is the third one though um the prisoner of azkaban is a really good book um in itself yeah (laughs) (laughs) plus Uh, like i said before like how i love the marauders and now after like knowing i don't know after like reading like all the young dudes and stuff like that it's just different to see in Harry's perspective rather than like theirs, like see how he sees them and like looks at them. I don't know. It's just warms my heart. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm trying to remember. I think I got into the Marauders while I was reading the Harry Potter books mm-hmm. um, or probably while I was almost done. And the scene that I didn't cry while reading the Harry Potter books or like really watching the movies either. Yeah. Um, but the scene that almost made me cry reading the books was that scene it's in the movies but the scene is way longer in the books where he has the resurrection stone and like all the marauders are standing next to him that scene is so sad that scene is so so sad I had to like close my book for a second I'm like (laughs) that was probably one of the saddest scenes I read uh, I've ever read in a book Mm -hmm. um also, like, Fred's death scene, because I like Fred a lot. Fred and George, my favorite characters. And I was like, mm-hmm. also, because it's so different than how it is in the movie. Just because there's a lot happening in the movie. But it's yeah. it's so sad in the book. Because Percy's like, I gotta go get him. And I was like, <sighs> Yeah, like, I, I love Fred, too. And, like, whenever I see or, like, read that scene, I'm like, mm, don't cry, don't cry. Like, yeah, it's definitely hard. I think that from the books and the movies, um, people really, uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of a bad thing as well. Like, if you're someone who's only watched the movies, and I get, like, if you're not in the books, you don't really like to read, or you don't have time to read, like, you have really different opinions on characters than if you're someone who's only read the books, or someone who's read the books and the movies, because some of my opinions on characters changed after reading the books. Um because my opinion on Cho changed or no probably some of my Draco changed Percy changed Cho changed and probably Hermione changed Mm. and Ron probably stayed the same but uh, like those are like characters who changed they were like smaller characters but they have more impact in the books so they're my opinions on them changed and they were generally characters who are either really like they're either liked or they're really well hated um yeah. I I talked about this in the episode with Athena where I don't I don't like Cho because of what she did and do you do you remember what happened in the book yeah yeah, yeah. um uh and I was like, why are people liking her? I was like, I figured these people are only liking her because they've only seen the movie and they don't, people aren't talking about what she's done in the books. And I'm like, guys, I'm like, no, no, that, this bitch crazy. Like, my sister, who's like quite young, um, I'm trying to get her like into Harry Potter because we're supposed to go to Disneyland soon. And when I went there, we went to, like, Universal Studios and, like, all the Harry Potter, like, worlds and stuff like that. I didn't read Harry Potter then, so I had absolutely no clue, but my sister now, like, I'm growing, she's growing up, and I'm trying to get her in Harry Potter, but she's only seen the movies up until the seventh, and, like, her opinions on some of the characters, like, is a lot different than, uh, than I was when I was her age, because I didn't watch the movies then, so it, it's funny. It's, 
it is quite funny to like I don't know just look at that and see the differences between the two oh also pansy my opinion on pansy changed god she mm. is so racist in the books oh my god yeah um she's by far one of the most probably the right most racing right most racist character in the books um yeah. uh and then draco is w- way more rude in the books oh yeah same with snape um but i still i still like snape <laughs> i talked i talked about one of the episodes why i like snape um Maybe i think it's because it's like kind of hard for me to like snape <laughs> to be honest i think i think it's because i don't like hermione and him and i don't like hermione for the same reason so i'm like mutual agreement um because obviously like i said i don't justify him beating kids like no don't beat kids with books that's rude like i don't like kids either but they're teenagers (laughs) like like no um and then like neville was straight up scared of him that's so sad i love neville um but uh what else what other character did I say? Oh, Percy. Yeah, so Percy, my opinion of him really changed because he plays a bigger role in the books. And at first I thought he was a huge dickwad. And then his <laughs> redemption arc was so worth it. Mm. He had a big redemption arc in the books. Um, I, uh, oh, and Ginny is a really big character who's really different. Um, I... His, yeah, I loved his redemption arc. I thought it was really worth it. And it, that was actually really well written, in my opinion. Um, and it made me really sad whenever he was like, no, I could save him. And they're like, he's gone. And I was like, BRB, crying. <laughs> um, but it made me did, it made me like Percy um, more after he realized his mistakes and everything. Because they don't really show that in the book. Like it showed him there, but it didn't show him apologizing for what he did because they in order of the phoenix it talks they talk a lot about percy not talking to the family anymore and percy not showing up for stuff and stuff like that and percy working for the ministry um so that's why i like the books is because they bring in smaller characters and Ginny is just a way better character in the books so yeah Ginny in the movies is a little bitch (laughs) she really is (laughs) she's like oh no your shoe's untied let me tie it and then book Ginny will be like your shoe's untied haha like <laughs> yeah. book Ginny is so cool I love book Ginny yeah I one day I dream to be as cool as book Ginny honestly um, <laughs> moving on from differences hmm. um I hope this ramp um about the differences makes you more of you guys want to read the books i know that they're kind of hard to find but you can definitely find websites that have them yeah um because i used to read illegally all the time <laughs> <laughs> i don't read books illegally um fbi if you're watching no i don't yeah fbi agent shh. <laughs> um but uh yeah also, or you can, like, look up stuff, but there's a lot of, like, little tiny differences that are, like, worth it, in my opinion. Like, character differences, um, yeah. rather than, like, just event stuff. Um, anyway, uh, moving on to, like, now book stuff, I guess, rather than, well, it's not, it's kind of in the movies, but it's more book stuff, I guess, because the books were written first. It's all the stereotyping um, in the books. There's a lot of it. <laughs> a lot of it, a lot of it. Um, uh, where to start? <laughs> First of all, Cho Chang's name. Ew. Oh, yeah. Like, no. Like, her first name is totally fine. Her last name? Disgusting. Like, or her first name could have been, like, Lily. Not Lily. Ah, fuck. Her fir- Her first name could have been, like, um I suddenly I forgot all names <laughs> but just like as an author just get creative a bit you know mm-hmm. her um I was literally trying to think of a, a another name and 
suddenly it was I couldn't think of another name for Cho. I don't know why Lily was the first one. And I was like, fuck, I can't name her Lily. <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, that. And then um, what else? Um, both the two Black characters, so Dean um, and Blaze, both don't have dads. Um, really? I, I didn't know that. So it's mentioned for sure. I don't remember Blaze, uh, but I know it's mentioned for Blaze. It's for sure mentioned Dean in the I last think. book because um, Dean is on the run with like a group of people with Grip Gri- being one of those people. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I don't know what my blood status is mm-hmm. because I don't know my dad. And I was like, oh. Uh, yeah, I do remember that now. I didn't know about Blaze, though. I'm pretty sure Blaze's is mentioned at some point. Um, and I wish I could remember when it was. Or maybe his dad is dead or something, but I'm pretty sure he's a pureblood. Um, or he's a half-blood, but I wish I could remember. But I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a dad either. Um, and then, um, yeah, Pansy, for anyone who doesn't know, like I said with the racism thing, Pansy says that Angelica's braids look like worms on her head. Um, or like wor- worms coming from her head or something. And then what else? Oh, all the goblins um, are supposed to like represent like Jewish people, I'm pretty sure. Um, because um, they all have like big noses. Um and it's like, obviously, it's a stereotype that it's not, not obviously, but it's a stereotype that Jewish people have bigger noses and that Jewish people are greedy for money because um, historically, Jewish people would work at banks, I'm pretty sure. And I think in Gringotts, if you look on the floor at the bank, um, well, Gringotts is the bank, apparently the symbol looked really similar to like the to like a swastika apparently I've never noticed that I've never tried to find it but someone else pointed that out and I was like what wow but so I'm gonna have to remember that next time but uh and then other people said that all the goblins names have really similar like names to or like or not have similar names but like all their names are like like pot not popular but like have kind of Jewish not Jewish names but like, I know what you're trying to like say though. I don't know how to like, cause you can't be like Jewish is not not like German, you know, like you know how be like, oh, you have a really German last name. Like, I don't know how to phrase that. But I like, no, I, I read a whole article about it, and I was like, I didn't know this. I only found out the goblin thing like within the past year, but I knew like generally everything else, and I was like, what the heck? Yeah. Wow. But I knew for sure it was the big nose and then them being greedy for money. And I was like, oh my God. That's the worst. That, that is. Oh, and can we talk about how f- for sure that like how little like representation of LGBT like there is like Harry is very definitely bisexual. He says like that there are four men who are very handsome. Yeah. Guys, like, guys don't say that. Very like so- unless they're a little fruity. there are a lot of chances that she could have taken to like have like lgbtq like dean and seamus i'm I'm i love dean and seamus they definitely had something going on and for real serious and remus like i'm a strong wolf star shipper like they apparently gary and david the actors who play serious and remus thought that they were a gay couple like there's chemistry there because they thought they were told that there was going to be a gay character in the thing and they thought it was them mm-hmm. and then it came out that it was Dumbledore and everyone was like what like honestly Dumbledore like all people that could have been chosen and it's it's stupid it should have been Remus and serious yeah there were a lot of chances that could have been taken to make some really good couples, but instead, no. No, we'll have Remus marry Sirius's niece. Yeah, I, that's weird. <laughs> like, 
Uh-huh. Yeah, I I guess that kind of falls in the boat. I, we're, I was eventually going to get there that JKR, like the some of the writing at some point was bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, like, generally, I get that JKR is a woman writing a man, but women can obviously can write men just fine. But she didn't need to describe four guys very handsome from a man's perspective unless he's going to be very fruity because it was like bill like tom riddle um who were the other? oh cedric and then it was like someone else was very handsome and i was like was it victor crumb i don't know but it was for sure those three like i was like what <laughs> what that is very true. Like, there are many other ways to describe someone being good-looking if you want to make the person that you're writing, like, straight. But, I don't know. I feel like some some of the word choice did, like, lean towards Harry not being straight. <laughs> yeah. I, and, like, some of the scenes, like, were written weirdly. Mm-hmm. Like, I noticed that, too. Like, I didn't really notice until I was reading that maybe like halfway through the series that the the writing wasn't as good as it could have been um yeah. uh because i know someone said that they had like rewritten like a chapter or two of the harry potter series and it i had like i wrote it no i didn't i didn't write it i read it <laughs> and it was really good mm-hmm. um, i think it's from like the first two chapters of the book of like the first book um but it was really good and i was like what the heck <laughs> um but uh of course like it's it's great that jkr came up with like this whole world and whole fantasy and everything like wizards and everything but there obviously there were like we said in the beginning tons of plot holes and poor writing and all this other stuff so i'm like yeah yeah better (laughs) (laughs) like there are other people who there are other authors who do do this and mm-hmm. don't have it don't have these issues you know yeah or answer their own questions yeah yeah and then I find like with world building like don't get me wrong like that's it's got to be hard to create this whole like the create the world that she created within like the books that she did like that does have to be hard but you can definitely do it a little better. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do find another thing that really did make me mad while reading was like the houses and how everyone, maybe not everyone, not everyone, but a lot of the Slytherins were always evil. And like a lot of Hufflepuffs were always these like, these like bubbly outgoing always happy-go-lucky people when like if you think about it it's just I don't know that always made me mad like the I don't know how to describe that but there were a lot of people that were like in the books that could have definitely been in other houses by like what I had read if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I I get what you're saying. I've talked about this in a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, about people who are in the wrong houses. Um, or in like our opinion or um, housing stereotypes. Um, but I do think it's quite annoying how Gryffindor is typically like the main characters here to save the day and all that. Where like mm-hmm. some Gryffindors don't want that or are not like that and Slytherins are not evil and things like that and obviously we only get a couple examples of like from each house of characters who are not like that like Slughorn and um, uh, Tonks and Luna and stuff like that like of characters who are not like their houses like their house stereotypes mm-hmm. um, and I find it annoying that even like today fans really stereotype houses that they don't um, that they aren't in because they don't take the they generally don't take the time to care about other houses because people still now stereotype that Ravenclaws are smart or intelligent and that's not what we're about um, it's just that it's stereotyped so badly in the books that Ravenclaws are smart um, and that's why I hate that people are like 
Raven or Heimreini should be in Ravenclaw, even though it was asked in the books why she wasn't a Ravenclaw. And I'm like, like just because she's book smart, just because she reads doesn't mean she's like a Ravenclaw. Like I, I love reading. I like to consider myself being smart. I'm not a Ravenclaw. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Ravenclaws, but like I, I'm, I'm not a Ravenclaw. But I will forever go on a tangent why I believe Hermione is not in Ravenclaw. I made a video about it once too. Um, because a whole comment section was like, Hermione belongs to Ravenclaw. No, if you think that, then you are truly not a Ravenclaw, one. And two, you know nothing about house traits if you believe that Hermione is a Ravenclaw. Um, she's v- so much in Gryffindor. Um, if she isn't a Gryffindor, she's a Slytherin. I said what I said, and most people generally believe that. Um, no, no, I, I can see that. There are definitely a lot of people that I do feel like could have been in other houses, but just because of like, I don't know, one little thing, they have to. I think the only reason why that they could be in their own house is because the the hat takes their opinion into consideration. Um, I think that's the only reason why they could be in a certain house. Um, Otherwise, that's just playing devil's advocate. (laughs) But otherwise, I think that they could belong in other houses. Um, But yeah, now that I'm done being on a tangent about why Hermione isn't in Ravenclaw. (laughs) um, But but yeah, I do think it's annoying that we get like house stereotypes in the movies slash books and in real life because people are following what we get in the house and books. And even Pottermore isn't correct when sorting people. Yeah. I I was literally talking about this earlier with someone. I've been put in three different houses on Pottermore. Oh, same. Like, I I used to redo it, like, every month just because. And I would get a different house, like, all the time. And it, it was quite annoying. Especially yes. when, like, childhood me, who so badly wanted to be like a Hufflepuff would get like I don't know and you can also like I find when you're doing the test it's very easy to get what you want like if you're going in there thinking okay I want a Slytherin at the end like you can like choose based off of that I never got what I wanted (laughs) (laughs) childhood me thought I was a Hufflepuff and I'm definitely not a Hufflepuff um even though I I do really value Hufflepuff things. I am not a Hufflepuff. Um, and I'm I'm generally, I am very generally some of Hufflepuff traits and I do value them. I'm just not, I value other Ravenclaw things more, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, I've gotten Ravenclaw, Gryffindor and Slytherin on uh, Pottermore. So the one that I suggest for anyone now who wants to take it is the one where it gives you all the Pottermore questions, all. 36 or 32 questions and then it gives you the percentage of each house Mm. that's the one I recommend the most um uh but on Pottermore I've gotten Ravenclaw twice Gryffindor once and Slytherin once and I was like all right we're done taking the Pottermore quiz um because it just it's not accurate um I the only thing I really do on Pottermore now is do the Patronus quiz like, I would do that or do the wand quiz. My Patronus is a hippogriff, and that's, like, one of my biggest flexes ever. That's so fun! Yeah. You want know, I've done the Patronus quiz a couple times. Um, and so something fun about me is that I've always, like, wanted to fly, like, be able to fly somehow. And every time I've taken the Patronus quiz, I've gotten something that can fly, which I think is that's so funny. Cool. Yeah. Um. My Patronus is a magpie, which is the same as Fred and George, which I think is very funny. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, have you ever looked up the meaning of your Patronus? You should after this, because... I I forget what it is, though. It's, like, uh, I, like, looked it up, and it's always, like, really accurate, because I uh, I looked it up back whenever I was at Universal, because... Um, I was talking Patronuses with um, another friend, and uh, their Patronus is buzzard. So whenever this person listens, they're gonna be like, "Oh my god, that's me! We had this conversation." Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And I looked up like how we are dueling wise and it was super accurate. I was like, I feel like that would definitely be me. Like, just look at like hypocrite Patronus meaning and it'll like, it'll explain. And I'm like, I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> I wonder if I can find the link that mine said. I also like, and the funny thing is every time I do it, I do get things that fly, but sometimes I get like horses and the main things I get are like things that fly, like eagles or like mostly birds of prey when I do it, like mm-hmm. eagles or like osprey and stuff like that. And then I get types of horses, which I find really funny because it's just like so close to a hippogriff, I feel like. I think, I wish I could remember, uh, I think the last bird I got was like a blackbird. And then the bird before that, I think was like a hawk or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm my, the magpie, I think is my favorite. So mine says a magpie patrona symbolizes its um, mental power and knowledge. They are incredible and in transfiguration. They rely on their cunning and wit over brute force, which is funny because I'm a Ravenclaw and Slytherin and Gryffindor tie for the second house. Um, and they are very playful and enjoy playing some games over fighting, but they are very still, cle- but sorry, but they are still very clever duelists. Wow. Okay. So I found one and it says the hippogriff is a proud and dangerous creature, half eagle, half horse, and the offspring of a horse and a griffin. If your Patronus is a hippogriff, you'd likely have a demeanor that commands respect or else. <laughs> You've been known to defend those you're loyal to and lash out at those who don't earn your respect. At the same time, you're capable of growing to love former enemies after a bloody battle. Whoa. I once found like a tumble, a Tumblr thread that had like mm. super descriptive. I wonder if I could find it again. Um, super descriptive, Patronus, um, uh, descriptions are like, and I read off my friends. She's like, stop it. That was so accurate. I wonder if I could refind it again. I don't know how I found it. I found one that is, it's very, very similar to the one I just read. Um, and the, the other things that is said is they don't forgive insults easily. And, um, like, it's talking about how people with the Patronus of the Hippogriff have a very large and loving heart. Mm-hmm. I found it. I actually found it, what I was talking about. Okay, <laughs> I'll read you mine, and then I'll find you yours. Okay. So it's Magpie. Those with the Magpie Patronus are known to be quite creative, and they can show that in many ways. Some with drawing or writing or being and we somewhat drawing or writing and being musical whereas some show with their sense of creative fashion they're very perceptive and find it easy to see when emotions change in the people around them and they can observe a lot of information with the work they have at task they are normally intelligent but not all are just book smart some are emotionally and socially intelligent i was like hello (laughs) hang on i'm gonna read you yours okay those with this unusual Patronus are truly unique in character. Wait, I have you already read this? I don't think so. Okay. Maybe. People with the Hippogriff are fiercely loyal to those who earn their trust, often willing to go the extra mile for those who they care for. If you have a friend with the Hippogriff, with the Hippogriff, it is likely that they are the most loyal to you above all others. Those with the Hippogriff Patronus are often very proud and self-assured. They do not forgive insults easily. You just read this. Occasionally, this pride can drift into arrogance and cause friction with those around you. The characteristic which makes it so rare to find people with the hippogriff with the hippogriff is the large heart. Not many people have such a large, loving heart as those with this Patronus. Something very special indeed. Where did you say that was Tumblr? Yeah. Because the one that I read it on, I don't think it was on Tumblr. They may have just like copied that and. The one that I read, I had to go to a different Tumblr than the one Uh, I was on. So my sister, she had done it, and I think she got like a mole as her (laughs) (laughs) patronus, and I found that really funny. But then she made me like delete her account and take it again, and then she got a squirrel, but she really wanted like a cat. Like me too. I think. If I, like, got to pick mine, I, I love cats. I have two cats. 
but uh yeah I love cats I've always had a really big connection to cats um but like there are a lot of different kind of cat patronuses you can get um but also like I don't want the same patronus as umbrage so (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but uh yeah also but like young me was like a unicorn (laughs) but now I'm older I'm glad I have a magpie because that's cool and I feel accurate to me I, I don't really know what Young Me wanted. I feel like I wanted something, like, similar to Luna, because I loved you, Luna. Like, as a child, like, I was like, oh my gosh, I love Luna. So I, I really did want to, like, share trans with her, but I... Well, she have, she has a hair, right? Yeah. I, I never got anything like a hair. I was <laughs> being, like, crazy. I was like, what is this? But, Yeah. I want, Although, I'm trying to remember what my sister's Patronus is. I think my mom took it and got like a a Great Dane or something like that. That was kind of cool. Part of me wants to think that my sister's Patronus is a rat, but I don't think that's right. I think it's like some sort of rodent, but I can't remember what it is. Hmm. I think hers is like some kind of rodent. Wait, what's, what's Dumbledore's Patronus? Isn't it a phoenix? Oh, yeah. That'd be a cool one, too. That would be. Yeah. How, how did JKR decide what animal's going to be a Patronus? Yeah, this buzzard can be a Patronus, I guess. <laughs> yeah, this mole rat can be one, I guess. Like, is it like Rita? S- no. Rita Skeeters, That's I think, is a beetle. That's what? our Animagus, though. Would it, it's oh. probably saying, like Patronus, though. I thought their Patronus changes to what their Animagus is. I think, or like their, when they do their Animagus, like when they do their transformation or whatever, it is their Patronus. I think that you do have like the same Animagus as you do a Patronus. Like, yeah. Well, like I know Tonks had a, had a normal Patronus and then when she fell in love with Remus, it became a wolf. Mm-hmm. Same um, Lily, didn't it? Or, did Lily's change? No, I think hers was all. No, different. theirs was a perfect doe and book. Um, for Lily, though, I do know that. Did it actually change? I thought it was always a doe. May- oh, maybe it was always a doe. But, like, if you're an Animagus and your Patronus changes, what would that mean for you as an Animagus? Like, that's what I've always wondered. I don't know. Like, with Sirius, like, if his were to change into. A wolf. I mean, that's not that much of a difference. But, like, if his did change into a wolf, would he be a wolf rather than, like, a black dog? I don't think his would change. I think... I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, okay, I truly think that whatever your Animagus is is what your Patronus is, truly. Yeah. So I truly think if I go through the animagus progress process, I'm gonna be a fucking magpie. <laughs> I I mean that'd be cool and all, but I don't want my animagus to be a magpie. Mm-hmm. I'd want to be a cat. <laughs> Cause for me, like when I was like doing like scripting and stuff like that, I I was like, okay, well my patronus is a hippogriff. That's really cool. But then I was thinking like well, Sirius can, like, go into the muggle world as his. Same, like, with, like, Peter and all of them. But, like, you're walking down the streets and you see this, like, griffin horse mix. Like, you- <laughs> <laughs> so- you're trying down the street. <laughs> yeah, that that did make me want to change it, but I just didn't really know what to. Um, Yeah. I, yeah, okay, wait, no, I truly think that because McGonagall's Animagus is a cat and her Patronus is a cat. Um, yeah. Because, like, I I said I always wanted to fly, but I don't want to be a little baby bird. Yeah. What do you think is the coolest Patronus? That's, that's a good question. There's, like, dragon. That would be. Wait, there's a dragon? Oh, wait, yeah. That would be really cool. Um, especially, like, for your Animagus to be a dragon as well. Walking around the street in a fucking dragon. (laughs) But, 
is there like a bat i feel like a bat would be cool even though that's not like something that's like you know a magical creature i still feel like a bat would be pretty uh i know there's a thestral that would be cool Thestrals would be cool but if you were an animagus as a thestral <laughs> well they can't technically like, you could still walk down the street as a thestral unless humans those humans have seen death right um, would it be the same as being animagus like or i don't know it, i think it would still follow the rules as a normal thestral mm-hmm. i'm just yeah. thinking about after the battle of hogwarts almost all those students could see those thestrals yeah that's really sad well uh, they probably had a great class <laughs> touching those thestrals yeah they, they were like what's pulling them and then all the thestrals are like also what else oh like obviously a unicorn i haven't met anyone who has a unicorn patronus but i know that that's also kind of rare i forgot yeah. that you could have a dragon patronus i would say a dragon also i think mm-hmm. i know uh uh draco can't cast patronus but i know a lot of people um head canon that uh Draco's Patronus would be a dragon yeah. if he could cast it. Okay, wait. If you have a dragon Patronus, whenever you cast it, you know how it's kind of like the size of what it is? So does that mean if I cast it, is it going to take up the whole space of the fucking room? Like, it's a little dragon. You like, know. It's like a little baby dragon. <laughs> it was just a thought. I was like, wait a second. I cast and this huge humongo dragon comes out of nowhere. Yeah. The yeah, dragon um, fights yeah. off Dementors. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> that I just I just thought about it. Same with like being in a Magus, like you turning into a dragon. You have to have like a pretty open space to be able to do that. I think the coolest thing about being an Animagus, like if it were your Patronus, you would get to see what kind of like colors you would be um like if you were a dragon let's say like what color dragon would you be i think unicorns in harry potter are all white so you really don't get to have a color um but uh and like the different kinds of dragons and stuff what other things um like if you were a dog well also there are different kind of dogs i guess but um like i think uh ron is like a terrier i think Mm -hmm. um Like a, he's like a little terrier, right? He's a little yeah, kind of tiny dog. Yeah. But you could see like what kind of colors you are and stuff. That's that's cute in my opinion. That would be cool, yeah. Dude, imagine yeah. if Harry, Ron, and Hermione went through the Animagus transformation. <laughs> also. <laughs> that would be... Wait, what's Hermione's... Oh, an otter. Oh, otter. Yeah, an otter. Yeah. That... I like otters. That would be cool. They're so cute. <laughs> They are. Yeah. Imagine, like, first of all, you see a buck, an otter, and a terrier just running. <laughs> oh, God. That's such so, a like, random. Imagine going through the, like, animagus, like, transformation or whatever. Like, that's supposed to be, like, really painful. And imagine coming out with a bug or a rat. Like, yeah. <laughs> that would be really disappointing. And it also takes a really long time, too. Mm hmm. Like Rita yeah. Skeeter come out like Beetle. <laughs> yeah, that's just what I wanted. Like, oh my god, <laughs> my god. Like, oh, I'm- imagine being like a spider. Oh, wait, can you be an acromantula? Can you be an acromantula, Patronus? That would be. That'd be kind of cool. That would be, like, I don't like spiders, but I think that would like be cool enough for me to like it. You know. Yeah, I don't really like spiders either. My sister loves spiders. Uh, she, we actually have, she has a whole bunch of tarantulas, 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 has a whole <laughs> bunch of tarantulas in her, uh, in our spare room. And we, while we were at Universal, she brought, or she bought an Aragog and now it's just chilling in there with all the actual real spiders that we have. <laughs> so, um, my sister, like, she wanted a pet tarantula and she's like, very young um and I was like no uh no tarantulas up in here and she wanted a snake snakes are pretty cool like 
I like snakes. <laughs> I do like them, but not to know that they are in the room next to me. I think that's scary. Do you have anything else to say about bad things, Patronuses, anything like that? Otherwise, we will close out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. I can't really think of anything else. I mean... Watch us think of stuff after this episode's over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, we, we covered quite a lot. Um, so this has been the episode where we um, shit talk Harry Potter. Thanks for listening. Uh, but <laughs> no, <I was> kidding. <laughs> we basically um, talked about the bad things of Harry Potter. Of course, we still like Harry Potter. We're fans, but obviously. But, of course, we can criticize it. Obviously, like, I... I you can always criticize the stuff you like. I literally yeah. criticized Marvel in, in the first episode I did. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I it's just that it's really easy to criticize Harry Potter. <laughs> um, it, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, so thanks again for being on this episode with me. Thank and, you so much me <laughs> and uh stay tuned for next week's episode next week i don't know how to end this <laughs> bye <laughs>